will recover, but it's going to take several months. Oh, well. Karma's a bitch. Welcome back to the Complete Guide to Horror podcast. Now, a warning for our amazing listeners. Today, we're discussing I Spit on Your Grave, the remake released in 2010. This episode discusses themes of sexual assault and violence against women. If you're not comfortable with these topics, we urge you to listen to a different episode. We will be using strong language and discussing graphic depictions of this movie, so please proceed with caution. I Spit on Your Grave focuses on Jennifer Hills, a writer who is viciously sexually assaulted, gang raped, left for dead, and returns to exact revenge on the disgusting pigs that tried to murder her. This movie is of course a remake of the infamous 1978 now deemed cult classic film. I don't like women giving me orders. I spit on your grave. That shocked audiences globally with its exploitative themes and graphic scenes of rape revenge and turned the tables on the patriarchy. Slightly going off track, but fun fact, I Spit on Your Grave is often referenced as a reply to Wes Craven's The Last House on the Left, released six years earlier. While the writer and director, Miyazaki, has never confirmed if his movie was inspiration or a rip-off copy, it's just hard not to see the similarities, right? So for instance, in Wes Craven's film, a female character is also viciously raped, but she's killed and her parents are the ones exacting their revenge. While in Sachi's film, the female character survives the gang rape and attempted murder, but plot twist, she's the one exacting her own revenge. Personally, I still find the sexual assault scenes very hard to stomach, even as a wannabe hardcore teenager when I first watched this movie, but the kills are creative and they're disturbing as hell. Also, I didn't realise until after watching this movie that the actor who plays one of the fucked up rapists was in fact Daniel Francisi, who of course is noted for being Damien in Mean Girls, the lovable too gay to function best friend. She doesn't even go here. Do you even go to this school? No, I just have a lot of feelings. Okay, go home. But it somehow plays like this macho straight person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he like a beard this time around and uh, hunting gear. Like he dies pretty horribly by having like the hooks in his eyelids like perched up and then she rubs the fish guts on him so that he gets pecked to death. I don't uh, know exactly how losing your eyes could kill you, but maybe he just dies from starvation afterwards. There's yeah. other kills too where she fills a bathtub filled with lye, which is a slow bacteria that completely like eats you yeah. out. So then the guy falls down uh. and what I liked about it was that because of how they portrayed it so horribly with how they tried to dehumanize and kill this poor woman, she comes back 10 times harder, 10 times more brutal. And I liked that. I don't think this movie could be made today. I haven't actually seen the um the new one. I've seen snippets of the old one and I've read a lot about it. I think it's an interesting kind of like movie history type thing. So I don't know if you've read much about sort of the backlash in the 70s when this initially came out, where people were literally picketing outside of outside of cinemas that were, that were showing these. There's even been people that were at these pickets like journalists and stuff that have since changed their opinion on this movie and people have even gone as far to say that I Spit on Your Grave is a feminist movie looking back on it which is interesting sort of way to look at it I'd 
not super familiar with the movie itself. I've more read about kind of like the controversy around it and sort of how people have changed their opinions over time. So I'm probably not the best person to to comment on it. So BP is probably your man for that one on this. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good movie. I haven't actually seen the original 70s version. I do like the concept. Like it's pretty simple when you think about, you know, she's writing a book, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. They're writing a book. So she's booked out a cabin in the woods. So she's driving out there. No, man, I'm not going in there. Reminds me of a horror movie I once saw. What horror movie? The one with the cabin in the woods. Friday the 13th? No. The one with the cabin in the woods. Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No. The one with the cabin in the woods. Ring? Uh uh. The one with the cabin in the woods. Blair Witch Project. No, man. The one with the cabin in the woods. The monsters. That wasn't in the woods. That wasn't even a damn movie. He goes to the service station, has an altercation with the group of guys who she later on, you know, kills. I thought it was quite good. I guess my only gripe for that movie is I felt like it went a little bit too long and I started to get probably a little bit bored. There's bits where I got bored, but I did like the kills. I liked the one that you said, Justin, about the eyelids. I thought that was pretty brutal because, I mean, you perched up at a tree and there's a crow pecking at your eye. And then the mm. one with the, the bathtub and he's pretty much having to like plank, but not plank into the water to die. It all I yeah. think of like your abs would just be killing you at that point to try and stay up and just hold that momentum without falling in. And the other brutal one I love is with the gunshot that's up his ass. I was like, good, <laughs> let's shoot his ass now. I want to see this. It's pretty badass when you think about it. The rape scene itself, that goes on for quite a bit. It's like five or 10 minutes, really. But even in that, that sense, you get her point of view. And it's just such like a, I guess it's like for me, I found it sort of awkward to watch, but I didn't really know how to feel at this point. Like you just feel a bit disgusting watching it because it does go on for quite mm. a bit. And then even in the film, there's that disabled guy, the young guy. Yeah. And you know, he gets really like energetic and he gets really excited and like he obviously gets really like off on it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. But yeah, she's got some um, wild thoughts about those kill scenes. Like I wouldn't even think of something to do like that. And she's thought of, you know, gunshot up the ass and leave the eyelids open with like fishing line. And yeah. So that was pretty good. Just went a little bit too long. I think if it was a little bit shorter, I probably would have been, yeah, executed a little bit better, but it's not too bad. I will call back to the 70s one because Coop, you made a great point about how initially it wasn't received well at all. And that also ties in with the reception received for Wes Craven's The Last House on the Left. There's actually been actors from that movie and some crew members who have actually regretted their participation in that specific movie for how brutal it was and how it was very misogynistic towards the female characters. With I Spit on Your Grape, I feel like the critical reevaluation has been more praiseworthy just because of the fact that instead of it being like woman gets brutally murdered woman gets brutally raped the end well what you want to do is not necessarily what you're gonna do vice versa and then y'all should go to commercial right there it said i spin on your grave turned it around to say no she actually did survive she went through all these horrible things the exact same if not more brutal things that happened in Last House of the Left, I said, because they took the approach with like, no, this is now a feminist movie because she got her revenge. But at the same time, I don't think it excuses the menonist, for lack of yeah. a better word, like the more incel-driven take for the first halves of both the original and the remake. Like, mm. BP, you're right. When the rape scenes occur, I remember watching it thinking, Jesus Christ, like, did we really need to watch that specific part? 
they could have done a better job of subverting it to be maybe they didn't have to show the graphic violence, but also mm. they could have done it so that maybe they just tried to kill her or maybe they tried to do something else. Instead of it being like rape revenge, it could have been like just classic murder revenge because I feel like anything to do with rape, not discounts it for the victim, but, you know, the far right will get onto this and be like, mm. see, she deserved that because she's a woman. Woman only supposed to give birth, like that type of shitty mindset. Mm. But then I don't know but if I it would have had the same impact. That, I feel like that rape scene may have been extended as well because obviously before that, I guess like most viewers would have had the same opinion that like we're rooting for this girl even from the start, like when they approach her in the cabin and then she tells them to go and whatever. So I feel like that rape scene was obviously there too. I guess it would be like if you were there or if you were watching or something, you, like you're sort of helpless, like you're watching it through a screen, there's nothing you can do. Like, do you think if she didn't have that altercation at the service station, this would happen in the movie? And do you think this has happened before at the same cabin with these guys? Yes and no. So I think they needed the altercation at the gas station to show who these, like to introduce the characters, first of all. Otherwise it would just be a bit random to have like these group of guys show up. Maybe I do think they still would have tried to rape and kill her, but maybe the guy that didn't get laughed uh, the guy that got laughed at, if he didn't have that prior conversation, it would have yeah. changed his thinking to still be as horrible as the other ones, but he wouldn't try and one-up the situation by being like, you laughed at me, well, watch how evil I can be. But that's yeah. also like a form of like kind of bad writing because it shouldn't be at the expense of like the female character. Just to touch base as well with the original 70s one, there's a part where I always felt like it was more brutal. So in the first one, she cuts off his appendage and then... She leaves him in the bathtub to like die and everything while she listens to music. Where do you feel this? Oh yeah, that's fantastic. No, no, not <laughs> in the remake. I don't actually remember if she listens to music or not, but she just kind of just like snips it up with like garden shears, and then that's like the big shocker. Mm. And it's like, eh, I kind of like the seventies one more because it felt more not evil but it was like these horrible things happen to her so now she does something horrible to them but instead of being oh no maybe i shouldn't have done that she's calmly Re- listening to music yeah. yeah 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 i've actually got a bit, of, bit of trivia for you for the original one and it was something that wasn't confirmed till years later do either of you have any idea who it, the model on the original cover of i spit on your grave is yep you, you do uh bp yep no i haven't i haven't demi more is it really Yep. Oh. I, yeah, I only read about that the other day. I was like, huh, I had no idea, but it was it's a young Demi Moore in that picture. Yeah. So, there you go. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Demi Moore. I was married to Bruce Willis for the first three Die Hard movies, which makes sense because the last two sucked. I didn't actually see any trailers or marketing for this movie. I remember seeing this DVD at Video yeah. Museum and Buck Heads. Shout out to the Key family. And... I remember thinking, oh, what's this movie about? Because the poster was her with the knife. And I had seen the original slasher yep. about maybe four years before that. And yeah. been like, oh, they did a remake of it. I wonder how it's going to look. Because the 70s, to be fair, any 70s horror movie is automatically very yellow tones, very mm-hmm. grainy, very, <laughs> it's got that nice touch to it that makes it a very 70s movie. But 2010, is this going to be like a very muted color palette? Is this going to be action shots or something like that? So I got it for that reason. And I was somewhat surprised by how much I did enjoy this movie, mostly the kills. But then having the storyline be like, all right, she's 
done her vengeance, are they going to do a sequel? And then finding out, yes, they did four sequels. <laughs> yeah. I think the interesting thing is when you were talking about uh, what you're just comparing then, yeah, it might sound a little bit weird, but to me, I can't really remember if I saw maybe this movie in like a Video Easy magazine back in the day and went, oh, I need to get this movie. But one thing I always looked at with horror movies, it's interesting looking at the rating on a DVD cover and seeing what like strong horror violence, mm. strong coarse language. And I'm pretty sure this one is like R and then says sexual activity, sexual violence. And it's sort of something you don't generally see as like a, a, a general code on a rating. So I think even mm. that to me, I was like, oh, interesting. Like, I wonder what this would be related to. Mm. And that's what sort of caught my eye as well about the movie. Yeah. Because you don't really see it a lot. And I was just like, oh, okay, it's R-rated and it's all like scenes of distress or something is what they write sometimes or something like that. Or like scenes related to rape or something. Or it says something like that. I do wonder myself, if I had seen the original version, would I still have picked up the movie or would I have looked at it and been like, oh, it looks like Twilight? Because... I remember the cover yeah. of that DVD. She had very white skin. Isn't it at the back of her and yeah. her hair or something? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, styled very similarly to the Demi Moore DVD mm. cover from the 70s. But I do wonder, would I have a different view of what this movie could be like as opposed to, you know, seen as like a rape revenge horror movie? I do think it did stand out because I remember, if I go back to 2010, most horror movie DVD covers were very red. Red yeah. being like, ooh, blood, and like that being like torch porn back then. You know, it was a lot of red. It was a lot of blue with paranormal activity movies having like that dark blue, like aesthetic to it. But then here's one which is very stark, white colored. I don't remember any other movie covers having that same look and feel aside from Saw. Yeah. I remember thinking that it was like a re-release because I'd always seen the original I Spit on Your Grave at bloody Civic Video. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, the cover's like a bit different because it's almost the exact same cover as the original, except it's like all white and there's no red, as you were saying. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at it and I was like, huh, it's just, it's a remake. And yeah, I don't remember seeing any trailers for it or, or any kind of marketing. I just, it just popped yeah. up on the shelves. And then all of a sudden there was this new one of this movie that I hadn't even seen the original for. So it was probably in the... Um... The one night release and I have a feeling it would have been one of those movies where there was only really one copy of it video easy whereas like yeah. Harry Potter would have been out and all 20 films are gone and yeah, there was just yeah, like exactly. I one I spit on your grave on the case and it's like I'm sold or like that's when you could like do the thing where you could like um reserve it or something like if it's not there you get the next rental for free or something mm, <laughs> i fuck, fuck i miss the excitement of renting yeah. dvds Yaga, welcome to our video store how am i to be helping you i rented austin powers and you people gave me this Yaga. oh behave yeah baby I am the Austin Powders. Fragadelic. That's not Austin Powers. Guys, this movie is better. Much better. No, it's worse. That was just you and some lousy homemade video. It's true. Thank you. Because I used to go to uh, Civic Video in Tormina. It was uh, seven weeklies for $7. Heaps good. Oh, wow. Yes. Those are the days. Yes. Going back to, like, when I first moved to Sydney in late 2011, there was one last video easy. Actually, no. I'm trying to remember if it was either a video easy, a blockbuster, or a civic video, or even a network video, which I think had all disappeared at that time. But I remember thinking it was such a steal because I could rent 20 DVDs for $2. It being like, 
that should have been the sign that like this shop was clearly not going to last. It's not year. doing well. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. That, I think there's still a network video in Kosava. I think last time I was there, I was like, how the fuck is this place still going? <laughs> I think they sell other shit. Yeah, I mean, any business has to branch out, but fuck. The Catholic Church. We've made a few changes. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. They're probably doing like an EB Games in the terms of like how EB Games does games. Now I think they do it. What are we- I think they do sell games and and all kinds of shit there now, so they would have had to do something to survive. Have you ever bought or rented a videotape that wasn't quite right? It may have been a pirate copy. Thanks, BP and Coop, for joining me today. Listeners, if you would like to access resources on crisis support, including hotlines and websites, especially dealing with sexual assault, please view the links in our description, and we apologise if this episode was triggering in any manner. In our next set of episodes, we discuss the criminally underrated 2011 flick, Would You Rather, and the 2007 monstrosity piece of shit called Captivity. Plus, next month, we discuss all five screen films, including discussion around the hotly anticipated sixth instalment. Feel free to chuck us a like, a comment, or a tip. Subscribe for more if you'd like to be the first to listen to our newest steps. And if you hated our podcast, don't shorten your come dress. back they would never never to me. They would never make you you are not on my level, Nicole. You never will be on my level. Bye.